Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Determined Mom Show. And I have an amazing guest, Ashley DeLuca, and she is an email marketing expert. She's going to be talking to us about how you can use an email list to build connections and convert them. So welcome, Ashley. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Definitely. I am very excited. I loved your session in the Business Mom Summit, and I know that you have so much value to bring to the audience and to really explain what we can do to use email to build those connections. So. I'm very excited to talk to you. So tell us about you and your background and how you got started kind of working from home for yourself. Yeah, definitely for sure. So I actually um, began my journey a long, long time ago, I feel like. Um, Back when I was about 14 years old, I went through the process of learning how to code websites from library books. And so um, to kind of speed up my story a little bit here, um, went from being a 14-year-old coding websites to college into my first corporate job. And I'm like, listen, like this isn't for me. (laughs) I felt like, you know, I was in a bubble of, you know, just like you have to stay in this box. Otherwise you just don't fit here. And I'm a very passionate person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very much so like in like the realm of like, I could be passionate about fruit. I could be passionate about a pen, like whatever it is that day I'm passionate about it. And I tell everybody about it kind of thing. And so I, it just didn't fit for me. And so I got pregnant and I got to the point where I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need to do something. Like I, you know, I grew up in a home where my mom was able to stay at home, uh, for the most part with the kids. And I just felt like for me, that's what I wanted to do. Like for me personally, um, I wanted to be able to stay home with my son and to be able to take care of him and, you know, to be able to, you know, also bring things to the table for my family, you know, with income and being able to use my talents and gifts, but also to being able to take care of my son. Right. So, um, I opened up my first business. Um, this is like three years ago now. Holy guac. Um, it was called blank slate media consulting. I did websites and everyone was saying like, Ashley, I need you to put in this email marketing form. And I was like, why are we sending out ads? Like that's just seems so counterintuitive in my mind. And they were like, no, no, no. Like this is something completely different. So I started to dig my toes in into it and I just absolutely fell in love because it was a mix of writing, which I absolutely love to do, um, with also strategy and conversations and being being able to really build relationships in another way besides just making a social media post that, you know, gets lost super easily. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those social media posts have no shelf life, like you said, but someone can always be like, Oh, I think I remember somebody sending me an email about that. Let Mm -hmm. me look at my email. Of course, if you're not one of those, if I'm one of those people that have like 20,000 emails in my inbox, (laughs) Like if it's something that I think I could possibly potentially come back to at some time in my future, (laughs) I'll leave it in there. And then I can just search in my email, almost like a Google search and see if anybody um, has anything. Exactly. And, you know, also too, it's one of those things where, you know, you start like, as you start to send people, you know, on your list more frequently, it becomes one of those things where you're like, Oh, yep, there's Amanda. Amanda's super awesome. I love her emails. And they start to kind of build that no like, and trust factor with you in your inbox, just by seeing your name continually popping up with amazing content and resources for them. Yeah. I love that. And, and there are people like you actually that are in my inbox that I feel the same way about your emails. So I love, I love reading your emails and I always feel like you're like talking directly to me, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. and fun. (laughs) And 
Um, I think that's exactly the tone that, depending on your demographic, of course, and your yeah. and your audience, but I think that's a great tone to have because it makes, like you said, it makes it feel like you're, you know, getting coffee with your best friend or, you know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Your tone is so incredibly important, especially, you know, as you're trying to figure out where your brand stands. And for a lot of personal brands, um, it's really about that conversation where you feel like you're just talking one-on-one. I've seen so many templates that I've, you know, audited for other people. They've used these templates and they're just like, I don't know, like it doesn't really feel right. It doesn't really feel like me. And I was like, yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, you can use templates as a way to go through the process of like getting your voice. I have templates, you know, to like start that process. Mm -hmm. But you have to really embody who you are as a person. And for me, I say holy guac. So you're going to see holy guac inside of my emails. And so it would be very necessarily off brand for you not to see holy guac in like an email or OMG and stuff like that, as opposed to making sure that, you know, you're using things that you actually say in real life. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, if you don't have the right tone, you know, you may be a very passionate, bubbly person, but if your emails are super dry, because that's how the templates were set up, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a total mismatch and you're not going to attract your ideal clients by that doing that. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So tell us what we need to do, how we need to do it and why. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Setting you up there. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay. So lead me in here. So at what point are we going in at this? I would say um, people have, most of our listeners probably have an established list. It may be small um, because maybe they're just starting out or they haven't really been focusing on that lead generation process. Um, but maybe you can give insight as to why we should be focusing on that lead generation process. And after we have them, you know, how can we really effectively build that email list and then convert those people that are on the list into sales and into clients and into customers, however, you know, whatever that is for your business. Perfect. Okay. So I'm really incredibly excited that you asked this because I just spent this past Sunday as of when we're talking now recording, Mm -hmm. um, literally sitting in front on my bed with my laptop and just spilling out my entire brain in terms of with how would Ashley do email marketing? Like if I had a whole playing field, brand new account, like what would that be? So I'm super excited to give you guys this stuff because I haven't shared this with anybody yet. Awesome. So, um, basically the biggest thing is, is so let's say for an example, you have a hundred people on your list and this number can be literally any, I don't care if you have five, you have 500. The biggest thing is I want you to understand is that every single one of those email addresses for the most part, we'll put a little star. Sometimes there are some spammers. They're usually linked to somebody who has a credit card, who has needs, who has desires, who has a problem, and they're coming to you thinking that you may be that solution for them. And so when you look at your database of emails as a whole, it starts to make a little bit more sense in terms of being able to, A, have that desire to bring more people into your circle. Because a lot of times it's really easy for like a Facebook group, you see those profiles come in, you're like, oh, there's Sally, here's Susan. And like, it's really easy for you to see that as opposed to an email that usually don't have a picture attached, right? Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is you have all these people come in, you want to be able to use a very targeted email opt-in lead magnet. One of the biggest mistakes that I made is I had an opt-in way back in the day that was just quotes, like motivational quotes for female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Now, 
as you can imagine, I brought every, everybody into town. Like everybody came to my, and like they weren't necessarily specifically linked to my offer. They weren't even maybe my ideal clients whatsoever. They're just like, cool, motivational quotes. That's awesome. And you know, we think that we need more people to the party, but you want the right kind of people at your party. Right. So I want you to start off first with understanding your ideal client in terms of with what their actual pain point is and taking one of those and helping solve it. Now, you don't have to give away the whole enchilada. You don't have to give them the whole process, the whole method, but giving them that bite-sized piece for them to be like, heck yeah, like that worked for me. Mm -hmm. And then that way it makes it easier for them to follow along and continue down the journey. Um, and then from there, you'll go into a welcome sequence. Your welcome sequence is generally speaking around five emails long. And what I want you to focus on doing is using stories and then those pain points to shift their beliefs. So that way they understand and know that like, hey, okay, cool. Like, you know, Amanda here, she was able to, let's say like increase her Facebook group members by 50%. And like, this is what happened because of that. Like she was able to increase her sales by 25% or something like that, where you outline that story and being like, yeah, she was really frustrated. And I'm totally making this up guys. But like, she was really frustrated because she wanted more people and then she got more people and then this is what happened. And so being able to use a story and oftentimes just using your own stories, like writing down, what was it like before you were able to find that solution? Um, you know, in going through that, that process, they're going to start to relate and they're going to start plugging in their own name. So you're going to go through that process in your welcome sequence. And then what I want you to do is I also want you to start working on segmenting them. This is something that I feel like nobody really talks about. And a lot of times when they, yep. And when they do talk about it, it's more so demographic mm -hmm. and you know, they're more so used for like the bigger brands. They're more so used for something, but you can use it as a small brand, regardless of how many people you want. So this is how I want you to break it down and you'll do it like on a piece of paper first before you start to like put it into your email marketing system. So the easiest way for me to explain it is you're going to start off. So we're going to have our ideal client. We're going to use Sally Sue here. And then, so Sally Sue, you're going to start asking these questions. So Sally Sue, is she a product-based or a service-based business? Okay. So she's a service-based. Cool. Check mark. We serve service-based entrepreneurs, right? You're like particular brand. And then you're going to go down one more. Okay. So is she a beginner or is she established? And then you're going to be like, okay, cool. Well, I only serve established business owners. Perfect. Okay, cool. You check mark it. And then you just break your, that person down, like email question by that. Um, and you're going to have them tagged based off of them clicking links. So you're going to be able to start to see, okay, so Sally Sue opened this email and it was for such and such a pain point. She clicked on it awesome. She's definitely my ideal client. Or if they open and didn't click on it, then cool. She may not be like that may not resonate with her. So basically what you're doing is you're using the power of tags and segmenting them to learn more about your audience without hounding them, trying to get them on a call. And then that way you can use your content in a way that's going to be able to basically nail right into that pain point exactly where they're at. Um, and I'm not saying that like, if they're not exactly it, you need to get them off your list. You have to delete them by any means, but by doing this, it's going to help you target into those people that you can then reach out on Facebook, like go add them, stalk their group, engage with them, get in front of them. Because a lot of times they may just be lurking. Like you might be friends with them. Like you can start that conversation with them because you're going to see them engage on your email marketing. And it's one of those tools that gives you that ability to go in and see exactly what they're doing. Right. Yeah. But then also at the same time too, you're going to be able to connect into any other visibility platform that you're working on, you know, and to be able to target them there as well too. 
I love that. I love it. I love it. I don't do that. And I just create different lists for different kind of things, like yep. different um, projects that I have going on, which I think is important too, because I don't want to intermingle them. But yeah. um, at the same time, I love that idea of, you know, doing that. Is there an easy way to do that? I know you said um, <laughs> it sounds to me overwhelming just because yeah, I have totally. a limited amount of time. And is there like, what is the easiest method to do that segmentation? I know you said, you know, just paying attention to what they click on. Yeah. But going through every email and doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can actually automate that through text. Um, so a lot of, um, I know like for ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, if they click on a link, you can automatically tag them. So a lot of this is more so like the prep work in terms of with being able to understand how you want to segment them, um, how you're going to break that person down or how you're going to determine um, if they fit into that realm or not. Um, but actually doing it is just simply just putting in a tag, which is super easy. That's awesome. Okay. Yay. So yeah, definitely whatever email provider you're using, look into the tagging slash segmenting in there. Yes, awesome. definitely. For sure. Yeah. Cause it really just simplifies the process of being able to really hone in and like you could go to that direct tag and pull up that list and be like, cool, I'm going to go search these people on Facebook, connect with them. And then that is something that, you know, is a money-making activity while also going through the process of connecting with other people to join your Facebook group or add you on Instagram and all that kind of good stuff. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So what's next? Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's the very first portion, right? So this is like the segmenting portion in terms of with, you know, tagging them based off of their actions. Now what we're going to go into is more so in terms of with your automations. So all of these different tags that you have going on, you can actually group them together to then be able to push them into more so of a interested area. So a lot of times, um, yeah, people, I can't even tell you so many of my clients have 3,000 lists, I feel like. And that may be exaggerating, but it's like 3,000 lists. And so what happened? Yep. And so what happens is there's like all these different things going on all the time. And you're like adding people here, adding people there. But then again, you don't really have any kind of status quo in terms of with where are they at in the lead generation funnel. I feel like there's a disconnect with how email marketing is done right now to be able to see where are they at in terms of with your normal marketing funnel, which we always preach about. We talk a lot about, you know, with social media, um, especially, but email marketing, like we have to know where they're at in that buyer's journey. So by being able to use those tags, you can then go through the process of not only just tagging them to give more information about who they are, but then also tracking their behavior and their engagement. Um, and so you can then have it in, um, set up so that way if they click on a product link, you can then put them as an interested person um, and then it would put them into an interested funnel. And then from there, they're going to get specific sales emails based off of what they have chosen. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times this works really well if they are really focused in on a pain point um, and they're like, man, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. Then you can go through the process of pitching that, them that specific offer, but not feeling super salesy and pitching it to everybody. Yeah. A lot of times we're, um, and I've definitely have done this before, you know, we just like hit all, like we hit all the subscribers and just send it to everybody. And a lot of times that's when you get a lot of unsubscribes, you have people who are, you know, just like, what the heck, why did I receive this? And it's not really mm -hmm. targeted campaigns, even though it's a little bit more work because you're focusing on a certain area of your business or of your list. 
it makes way more sense because again, you're going to have that personal feeling. You're going to have that where you feel like, oh yeah, this is just for me. It makes way more sense. So this is where you start to, you know, like obviously with the welcome sequence, you're going to have that more so that engagement portion where you can go through and you actually engage with them and get them to like love you and all the good stuff. And then you put them into an interested funnel as they go through the process of showing that they're engaged in a particular item especially when you have a ton of different products, you have a ton of different things going on. This works really well because then you know that they're getting the exact product or service that they're actually looking for. And you're not just blindly sending them sales emails that you're just like, yo, like this is definitely not for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that too. Okay. I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And you know, honestly, the thing is, is that you don't have to implement this all in one day. These are things that are definitely, you know, more so at an expert level that not aren't people not talking about, but also two things that, you know, they take time to be able to understand and dig into your ideal client. So especially if you're a beginner, um, really more so focus on, you know, getting people into your welcome sequence and just focus on that portion. Like you just want to get people into your list. And then as you get to, you know, a comfortable number, you're like, okay, cool. Like let's then dive into these people. Then you can focus on, you know, having another, like a forever funnel set up where you have these, um, emails going out that help dig into these people automatically. So, With anything, a lot of times it's just having that time to actually set it up, think it through, get a strategy together. And then from there, you can actually execute on it and then let it run on autopilot. Okay. That's awesome. It sounds uh, amazing. And it sounds like anything, like even building a website or any of the things that we do in marketing, it sounds like if we set it up right and all the work is up front, then, you know, we're golden. Exactly. Definitely. For sure. And you know, the best part about email marketing is it's so easy to tweak. It gives you great stats in terms of what open and click and how people are responding to it. And so it gives you such amazing stats that it's easy for you to take a look at things and say, Hey, this email is totally just not working. (laughs) We know we need to edit this one or edit, you know, move it out, delete it, whatever it needs to be. Um, and it gives you real, you know, basically real life right there, you know, analytics and advice to how, you know, your audience is responding to something and it's easy to test things too. Awesome. So let me, you just talked about analytics. I do have a question that I want to pose to you to give people an idea of what industry standards are. Totally. Um, Can you kind of go over that? Like what is a good open rate? What is a bad open rate? What is an average open rate, et cetera? And, you know, the click-through rate and all that stuff, just to give people that baseline or kind of like an average. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So if you are looking for a very specific industry, um, because I'm going to give you more so like the general across the board, you can um, easily just type in your industry and then open rate and click rate. And um, there's email marketing providers that have like very much so updated charts um, because they actually measure it based off of like their people who are sending stuff out. So you can look very specifically at your industry. Like I saw one that broke it down into like 50 categories and it was like, holy guacamole. So For averages though, um, generally speaking, you want to be right around the 30% range in terms of with your open rate. And then your click rate is going to be about 2.5%. Now you may be like, man, that's like really low. When you compare it to social media, it's definitely a lot higher. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can do to make it higher. Um, One of the very first things that I recommend is cleaning your list. Um, you know, earlier we had talked about making sure that we have the right kind of people at our party. And so going through and actually cleaning out people who aren't engaged, who just aren't interested, haven't opened an email in nine months, 
those people can go, right? They're just probably sending you to spam. They're hurting your deliverability um, and the relationship that you're building with like Gmail and Yahoo, MSN, like all of those good things. Um, and so cleaning them out is automatically going to skyrocket it. And you're like, well, that's kind of like obvious. Like if you delete out the unengaged people, I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, we want the right kind of people at our party. Right. Um, and also too, understanding that open rates is literally a subject line game. I use um, subjectline.com. Um, CoSchedule also has like a headline analyzer that you can use to be able to actually take a look at your subject lines and see how well they stack up. Um, and also gives you ideas and concepts and things that you can do to actually raise that score for those because that's what that is. Um, and then the click-through rate is honestly just more so focusing on sending it to the right people. You know, a lot of times it's not necessarily that your offer stinks it's more so that maybe your messaging isn't clear enough to get them to the point of, you know, being like, heck yeah, like this is the offer that I need. Okay. Perfect. That's awesome. That's a lot of clarification right there. Um, in that, <laughs> like two minutes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, you know, and this is something that I have spent so much time learning and understanding and being like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. So I'm just so thankful that I can help, you know, so many people just cut through the weeds of email marketing. Um, because a lot of times it's just, it's too overly complicated and it can honestly be very simple. Um, when you have the right systems and strategies set up to make it work for you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what is the next step in the process? Yeah. So basically the, the final step in terms of with being able to really kind of maintain this and understand it is just going through and again, paying attention, uh, paying attention to what is like the pain points that people are responding to. What are the things that they're not necessarily resonating with um, and sending out weekly campaigns. You know, a lot of people are like really overwhelmed with that concept or idea of like, oh my gosh, I have to write an email every single week. You probably are already writing content at least if not daily, at least weekly, or you have a podcast and you're producing content for that. You have something to share with your audience. It's just a matter of finding something that you can just repurpose into that. Um, you know, a lot of times for me, I work from the repurposing standpoint of like, I write the email, then I repurpose the email for social posts and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you just have to think about what is the top of your content funnel and how can you move that process through to get more visibility towards your goals? Um, one thing that I'll share is that when we think about email marketing, we think it's like a whole separate like piece of the puzzle, but email marketing can help you achieve your business goals by helping you get more people's eyeballs on things, being able to build that relationship. And so like for me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I want to get a hundred new subscribers to my podcast, just for an example. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I know I can do that by constantly um, sending out the new episodes every single week for my podcast. I know that I can go through the process of sending out another email that that's more value-based with a PS. Hey, did you catch this week's podcast episode? Um, you know, there's things that you can do even with like, with when you're podcast guesting, right? Like you can get more eyeballs on your things to be able to establish more credibility. You're like, Oh my gosh, she was on that show. That's so incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really about focusing on again, understanding that there's are people behind the screens that have credit cards, have pain points, have things that they desire in life. Um, and being able to really link all of your other pieces that you're working so hard to accomplish in your business and using email marketing to really amplify and blow that up. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, can you do a quick recap of all of those steps for us? And um, not, not like, you know, just tell, <laughs> I'm not saying go back through and do all of them again, but just, yeah. you know, just give us the, the title of each of those steps. 
Yeah, totally. Um, if I had to kind of make them all pretty and neat, I think the very first step of it is clarifying. Going through the process of clarifying your ideal client, segmenting them in the way of being able to narrow down who it is that you want to work with, who is like that perfect person that you want to be with, um, and then basically break them down into questions that you can, you know, have answered in tagging by having links that specifically, you know, help you know that yes, this person's interested in this, they're struggling with that, um, and help you break it down. The second piece is more so of that like engagement item, which is going to be you going through and actually understanding and knowing who they are, what they're doing, but then also really just taking a look at basically everything as a whole and understanding that email marketing is simply a game of, you know, getting people's eyeballs on things through making sure your open and click rates are good to go and just making small tweaks as you go along. Um, while also too, the last piece is just automating auto, you know, all this can be automated with the right strategy and making sure that, you know, you go through that piece of, you know, clarifying you're engaging with them, but then you're automating it. So that way you can have these weekly emails set out that will amplify the rest of your business and give you that opportunity to be able to really focus on being more visible across the board. Awesome. I love this episode and I'm going to try to <laughs> implement all of these things in my own email strategy. And I so appreciate you being here and sharing this with the audience. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a value packed episode. Oh, good. No, that is always, always my goal because, you know, again, it's, I know what it's like to go through the weeds and be like, man, how do I really make this work? And guys, I have spent so many hours trying to figure out the nuts and the bolts and all the things. And I'm just so thankful that I get to share this with you guys. Awesome. Well, I'm thankful that you're here. I have one last question for you. Yeah. What is your favorite part of being able to work from home? Yeah. So for me, I think the easiest part and the best part is being able to make my own schedule. Um, I know like even for my husband alone, his schedule has changed so much um, just from all the things. Yeah. And so um, being able to be flexible and knowing that, okay, because originally he was working at 10, now he's working at eight. So being able to let, yeah, it's like a huge difference. So I can't only imagine like changing daycare, changing this, changing that. So I just know that it's super, you know, I just like that it's super easy to be flexible and to be able to be there for my husband when he needs me to be, um, while also being able to take care of my son and just being there. I think that's really the biggest thing. I just don't want to miss out on anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's such a benefit, um, you know, of us being able to be at home with our children while working and while earning, um, you know, income for our family. I think that's a huge deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think another piece of the puzzle too is, you know, giving yourself grace. Like I'm a first time mom. I had, I mean, like I've grown up with six, like there's six kids, but you know, the biggest thing is that I had like no idea what to expect. And now yeah. I know that like, I know my child so well now that like he's gotten into a routine. So I know like, okay, cool. This is exactly how this is going to go. Um, because I just listened to him and pay attention to like, okay, he's getting tired. Let's go put him down for now. Okay. You know, and just being there and understanding and like being flexible mm -hmm. is so incredibly important and knowing that like right now I know is nap time. So it's perfect for a podcast interview or, you know, doing something like that. So just give yourself grace as you're trying to figure out the things. Um, because I'm Lord knows that I have definitely needed more grace than anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. We all need to be nicer <laughs> to ourselves in general, yes. but all right. So Tell everyone where they can find you. Where's the best place on the internet for yeah. them to find you? Totally. Yeah. So you can always hop on over to my website, which is ashleykdeluca.com. Um, or my favorite place to hang out is in my Facebook group, which is called Email Marketing Simplified. Awesome. I love it. Okay. 
And thank you again so much for being here. And if you would like to connect with Ashley or check her out, she also offers email marketing services. So she can actually do everything that we talked about here for you, which is amazing. And yeah. <laughs> um, it, she can take it right off your plate and um, you wouldn't even have to worry about it, but know that your email marketing is being done very well. So perfect. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast today. Awesome. Me too. Thank you. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by Online Marketing for Moms. This membership is dedicated to helping mom business owners to conquer all of the marketing technology that we need to conquer in order to make our businesses better. Online Marketing for Moms offers group coaching, and we also have added so many new courses. The first one is SEO from audits to backlinks, building a WordPress site with Divi, a Google My Business Masterclass, time management tips for busy parents, an email marketing course from AWeber, and you get access to all of the sessions from the Business Mom Summit. Access to all of these courses individually would be over $600, so you are getting an amazing deal, and you can access all of them for only $37 per month. You can also save 20% by using the code PODCAST when you check out.